go. So I came and I just hooked everything up in here and sat and I just was the guest podcasting using this mic. And I was like, dude. <laughs> it sounds like so much work to be a guest. No, but it, it was great. I was just sitting in here by myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting interviewed. Felt very. Uh... My phone also is like the, the thing that's worst at is being is what is being an actual phone. Like it does everything else great, but like when I talk to people, but it doesn't like, actually. It, I mean, I could. I feel like it did the job when we did uh, our ten podcast episodes but we were all hooked up with this that's what i'm saying like when i hook it up through this then it's great uh, okay whereas like tyson's phone was not good and he was like cooking and like, throwing like juggling plates, chainsaws throwing plates on the ground <laughs> yeah like, what's happening he probably still has like a rotary phone <laughs> we were so, we were but like there were some things that were happening that were so loud like i didn't i was like what are you doing and he was like i'm cooking i'm sauteing onions and i was like is the phone in the pan or like, just like <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to keep you like originally like your volume was so loud like I could just it was so loud in our ears that we were just looking at each other like <laughs> like every, my, my it, volume? just anybody but like it started you were the first one so it was just like yeah, oh, yeah, God. Yeah. It, you were like the voice of God and like we were talking to each other in a normal decibel and then you respond to something and you'd be like so guys like, oh, wait can't you just turn on the volume like um yeah it took me a while to figure that out good. Um, <laughs> Chris, Chris probably could all right, all right. we didn't know R.I.P. Zach. Well, okay. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to the Hard Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. Uh, coronavirus has taken our producer, Zach no. Roan. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, rest in power, Zach Roan. But the show must go on. So Chris King, my trusty co-host, is actually uh, going to be in the producer chair today. Uh, hold on. He's, he, I'll let him say one thing before the show starts. That's not Dyke. That's not that, that, that mic stand's broken. All right. <laughs> uh, and with me uh, as a special guest co-host is uh, <laughs> Bridget Haran. Bridget, as you know, was uh, the guest last week, and now she has worked her way up to official fill-in co-host spot. Bridget, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Good. Good to have a job to do. It is. It's been a. It's been an interesting coming week. up in the game, Bridget. Gone from guest to co-host. Right? I'm, I'm the captain now. Started from the bottom. <laughs> now she's here. And our special guest this week, uh, former comedian and former Uber driver, Zane Zadie. How you doing? Still an Uber driver. People still need to get around. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, last week, we were trying to keep everything. We were trying to keep spirits high. We didn't want to. We didn't want to talk too much about um, what was going on in the world. I feel at this point it's kind of it's kind of weird if you don't address it. You it, know? it escalated pretty quickly. I mean, last Sunday it was like I was still working. A lot of restaurants were still. I mean, to some extent, serving food, and and then Monday, shit hit the fan aggressively. Yeah, shut down. We uh, so harder brunch has always been your um, comedy podcast about the service industry or your service industry that's kind of got some comedy in it today's uh, the first time i've had food in a week yeah <laughs> you're welcome it was delicious but uh yeah um comedy has been canceled and the service industry has been almost canceled as comedy should yeah. comedy should be canceled <laughs> service industry should not be canceled yeah thank you comedy that's, comedy yeah. had it coming comedy had it coming and it's uh where it should be right now which is non-existent 
How do you feel? How do you feel about? Um, there's a lot of these virtual um, shows and mics that have popped up. Uh huh. Um, and I, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to diss anybody for for trying trying something new in this brave new world. But uh, l- let me get your take on it, and then I'll I'll give you my take. Um, I I mean, <laughs> I uh, I don't enjoy seeing so many live videos on my Facebook feed. Yeah. Um, but I think it's good. I think it's, a, you know, the next best thing. Uh, I just, I feel like comics are going to slowly evolve into cam girls. Yeah. <laughs> By the time this is done, they're going to start with jokes and then they're going to start slipping a nip, you know, to get a more of a reaction. Yeah. I saw, I saw some comics do it. Twick, a uh, quick transition. They were just like, they're full on like, here's my only fans. And it was like, that was 48 hours. Like, there was no, <laughs> you didn't even sleep on it. Like, you got it. It's live. I mean, I have five new subscriptions. Only fans is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and did they slip a nap? Um, no, no. I, I, I think, I think they, you, you slow play that for the big dollars. I think that's how you do it. Ease into it. I've never used only fans. Uh, either either have I. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what we're talking about here. He's like, I'm I'm just talking from like a friend's perspective. Yeah, I'm, I I, I know a guy. I know a guy. Um, what's your take on it? My my take. I mean, what's your opinion? Like, are you a fan of it? A lot of people are cynical about it because they, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can do stand up comedy as an art form without an audience, in a traditional sense. I think there's lots of funny things you can do. I think you, a lot of people have done a lot of creative videos. Um, I've seen a lot of like, you know, sketch comedy with one or two people like, um, uh, I forget, I forget the guy's name, but Patrick or he's like one of the younger comics, but he did this whole series and it was just him. And it was like, man, I, I miss going out to the bars. And he was like, remember when you're at the end he just did like five local bars and he just did an impression of like a dude at that bar. And it was like patron saint Metro Kilroy's and it was hilarious and I was like this is just great content this is like a funny yeah. sketch that one person did I think that stuff is great but like traditional like stand up well I think that's a lot a lot of stand up is very much dependent on the audience reaction you have that's to have kind it. of what drives you as a stand up comedian I can only assume as someone who has never done stand up comedy uh, but it's like as someone who's been in the audience it's like I feel like you guys feed on the audience reaction a lot and that's what makes it really rewarding otherwise it's like you're well, just acting now you're feeding off of uh heart reacts and <laughs> laugh emojis hopefully i mean it's, and uh, like comments crying and face, angry face angry face <laughs> stand up comedy without an audience is just like as watching a sociopath like something that's normally hilarious with an audience without an audience is just a person you know like, there's a special on hbo have you heard of uh drew michael mm-hmm he he released a special on HBO and he doesn't have an audience. It's just him talking directly into a camera. It's a, it's a, TED, and I, it's a TED talk. It's well, I mean, like I saw him do that material because uh, I hosted for him at Crackers once mm-hmm. and and the audience was loving it. Like it's it's a hilarious hour. Yeah. Um, but he decided to do it without an audience. And this is pre Corona. Mm hmm. So I guess like in a way it was ahead of its time, but like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it was supposed to be like an experimental thing. Yeah. And, and, and that's fine, but I don't think that that could be 
Like the art form itself is dependent on the audience. I think. Yeah. But I mean, nobody, I don't think anyone putting on these virtual shows is aiming to do like traditional standup. Yeah. I mean, I think they're just, they're just trying to find ways to kill it's a time. Creative outlet. Trying to do it's a creative outlet. It's a way to get, you know, people um, engaged. Well, and, and I, and stay I, positive. I mean, it's a way to kind of keep people positive and, you know, in a time that people are really confused and, you know, distract them for an hour, for 15 minutes, for 20 minutes. Yeah. I just know that anytime I see that Instagram, someone has gone live on Instagram, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not clicking on that. I don't know. I feel like it's just someone in their bomb shelter having a meltdown. I mean, I don't even like FaceTiming people, you know, <laughs> and like now, oh yeah, this is it. Uh, but it's like, I just started using the FaceTime function on my phone. Oh, if someone FaceTimes me, I just assume they're a sociopath. I'm just like, don't. The flip yeah. side. My mom is a so- sociopath. Like, yeah. Why would you just assume that, like, I want to look at your face and have my face? Like, who? who you don't know what I'm doing right now. It's a, very presumptuous. We did a FaceTime happy hour the other day at noon. So that's what the restaurant industry is doing right now. Drinking at noon? Just yeah. drinking and <laughs> feeling like you're not just drinking by yourself at noon uh-huh. on a Thursday. Bridget used to be a hot shit chef. And by used to be, I mean last week. Yep. Um but now she's Literally a podcaster. Full time podcaster. Yeah. And You've been demoted to the co host of uh, <laughs> what's this called? Uh, <laughs> I can't believe we just fed you, sir. <laughs> I don't remember the harder brunch. Something brunch. Harder brunch. Harder brunch podcast. Yes. Um, did you, have you ever worked? <laughs> Chris King is having, <laughs> having a field day with the, the touch buttons over there. Nice. <laughs> I want to get all uh, sitcom sound effects so I can just do it like a harder brunch was filmed before a live studio audience. And then, <laughs> woo! <laughs> woo! Um, have you ever uh, worked in the service industry at all? In any uh, I thought you were going to say, have you even worked a day <laughs> in your life? You fucking privileged ass. <laughs> no. Uh, That's how I normally talk to say. I have. <laughs> I have worked in the service industry and I'm uh, awful at it. Yeah. I mean, I would say being an Uber driver is the service industry. Yeah, I guess it is. I mean, I consider it just an extension of being unemployed. But (laughs) um, Oh, I was supposed to ask you specifically if you were doing Uber Eats now. Yes. Question. Yeah. 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 Dropping off Um, that food. Do you ever, do you ever ever take a little cut? A little something for the captain? (laughs) They like call in. They're like, somebody took a piece of my pizza. (laughs) I think that what that should mean? be like a felony now. No, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that's like attempted murder. We're going Sharia law. Like if you take a French fry, you lose a hand or a finger at least. Yeah, I don't know if Sharia law um, it involves French fries, but I don't know yeah. what that word means. But I used it like I did, so I feel pretty good about it. Confidences. I think it's like I think people think of Sharia law as like an even more extreme martial law. Yeah. You know, like on the totem pole, it's like Sharia law and then martial law. They both sound like they could be sitcoms on CBS. You know? At 8 o'clock, we have martial law starring Pete Buttigieg. At 9 o'clock, I don't know why Pete Buttigieg is on CBS. Why you just drag his name into this? He hosted Kimmel. At 8 o'clock, 9.30, we have Sharia law with Lane Zadie. Oh, yeah. Of course, I would be the host, right? (laughs) 
Why couldn't I be the host of martial law? <laughs> Why do I have to be the host of Sharia law? Well, look, Ed's most sitcoms. I'm Muslim, by the way, folks. <laughs> Sharia law was a spinoff of martial law. So like one of the characters, like you would have been like a side character on martial law. Jeez. Like you were like the goofy neighbor. Hey, folks, this is what you're called. Digging a hole. <laughs> And then drowning it. Okay, first first of all, Sharia law would never be a side to martial law. Like, You're right. Not- You're right. You would have been. You would have been the must see TV. Sharia law is like Thanos, <laughs> and martial law is like Thanos's uh, whatever sidekick. So you would have been on Sharia law, and then like Lucas Waterfield would have been like the <laughs> the goofy neighbor. <laughs> That he would be, he'd get his own show. It's called Martial Law. You should clearly be a network network executive. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I've got you a lot be, of skeletons in my closet. You should be in charge of programming for um, a, a network. Somebody, I can somebody. I concur. Um, I got a couple. <laughs> he really does have everything popped up right there. He, Literally, been, the definition. Very on it, Chris King. You are the man. Uh, I do have some uh, service industry news popping up here. Um, so a lot of restaurants um, have now been turned into uh, grocery stores. Have you seen this? Um, I haven't, Jay Leno. Please tell me. <laughs> Please have you tell seen me. this? Have you seen this? You know what I'm talking about here? The grocery stores? Which, I mean, I think is really smart. Is It's like you have food. You have, uh, you know an order coming from us foods or piazza or anything. And so it's like, if you want to stay in business, make yourself a market. So then even if they do a shutdown, then you can still have people come get food from you. So what is it like, like fresh produce, like a, like a, a restaurant that serves, you know, some kind of like a stew that has carrots or they're just uh, selling fresh carrots. carrots. Yeah. Okay. So like, uh, for example, uh, rooster's kitchen downtown on mass. Yeah. Ave. Excuse me. Um, bless you. <laughs> Dyke has COVID. <laughs> wow. And now so do all of us. Uh, I got it from Zach. I, and I, you know what? They always say don't open mouth kiss your producer, but I was like, I I think we're fine. And I, <laughs> hey, don't you worry, Chris. You'll get one later. Uh, really wish I was on this episode. <laughs> in your mouth. But, uh, so I'm go put my mask on. <laughs> yeah, no, keep looking at your fucking phone. So, so I went in. So I went into Rooster's Kitchen and I got a gallon of milk. I got some carrots, an onion, got some ground beef, like a normal grocery store. They poured me a beer while I waited. It was wonderful. Nice. No line. I was the only person in the shop. Well, but I think a lot of places. I mean, I know like Turkettis has everything um, on Mercado, and so you like do like an online grocery store. They bring it out to your car. Um, I know Leader House has done like different specific baskets, even um, like vendors like Piazza is like all local. They're doing small boxes of fruit, small boxes of vegetable. It's a way that people can still like get their groceries. I mean, I went and picked up a box of fruit and vegetables from Piazza the other day and you order it, you, they bring it out to your car. So it's like going to the grocery store, but you don't have to talk to anyone. I feel like that people could find this to be a loophole. Like they could just, pretend that they're grocery shopping, you know, and maybe like the, they'll pour them a beer. Yeah. And then they because can of call. Like, now they're going to have to shut down. And now that, yeah, they'll, they'll call their friends and they'll pretend to be grocery shopping. And then they're just going to be soliciting, it, yeah. pretending to be gro- grocery shopping. But really they're just 
at a bar. Hanging out at a bar, pretending to grocery shop. What, what was... Dyke, how does it feel to have just destroyed a business? Well, I went into a lot of businesses on their last day of doing that. And so, like, they were like, we're going to be closed down tomorrow. But uh, also, I just know so many business owners that okay. I was I was just trying to, like, drive around and, like, support people. And I was, like, showing up. And, like, everyone has their own new rules and regulations and how they're doing things. And I just didn't look at any of that. And I would just show up and I was like, like yeah, we don't open for an, an hour. And I was like, well, I'm here now. Can I get some things? And they're like, yeah, I guess, Dyke. And then I walked in. Like, I tried to get some uh, rum from Strange Bird. And, uh, like, I, I'm the only person in there. And they're like, yeah, you, you have to order this online. And I'm like, well, I can I could do that from my phone. Do I, uh, let me in. And they're like, I, I guess. Like, I don't know. So this is what you're doing. Yeah. You're just going, you're going to bars like even before they open. Yeah. And just be like, I'm here to support you. And they're like, <laughs> you're doing it wrong, sir. But I no, but really, they're there to support you. <laughs> they're there to. As it should be. I will say in all of this um, uncertainty and terribleness, one of the, the best things that's been is that uh, government agencies that normally are a headache for businesses, for small businesses, that normally shit gets gummed up in, in red tape. They're just throwing the fucking rules out the out the window and just being like, what do we need to do? What do we need to do for you? So, like, for instance, um, Roosters, they went from a restaurant to being a grocery store in 48 hours. That's fucking unheard of, you know? Like, people are just pushing stuff through. Um, there's a... Eater actually has a really... A lot of great articles about what's going on in the restaurant business right now, but they're talking about how, like, liquor laws are loosening up just so people can because do booze like people delivery. people can do booze delivery like restaurants can sell whole bottles of, of yeah. liquor which normally i mean it's unheard not, of it's like you can't do things like that you can't have liquor delivery you can't bring liquor out to people's car but it's like they're loosening up because they want you know this local economy to still be thriving for people to still be you know going to local businesses supporting local businesses and it's i mean it's, it's kind of a silver lining to this whole thing is that yeah. everyone's kind of coming together a little bit i mean i feel like these rules um especially when they the ones that pertain to liquor, I feel like they're so loose. Like, I mean, they changed the liquor laws when we had the Super Bowl, right? They, um, well, they made it open. They made open container legal. Like, you could walk around with a beer. Technically, they said that that had always been that case, and they were just okay. reiterating it, but it wasn't really. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I feel like right now. Did you ever watch? Did anybody watch like the two thousand four Battlestar Galactica? Yes. Uh, hell yeah uh so it's like it's like that doesn't surprise me at all about you. <laughs> but like yeah like 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 basically humanity is attacked by these robots and like almost everybody's killed and it's like everyone just has to like kind of jump on these last few ships and like just figure it out and i feel like that's what the service industry is doing right now it's just like we're figuring out we're just putting duct tape on everything we're taking it day by day yeah uh like the job like i i feel really lucky because i'm technically still employed right now but like we had to switch everything to pretty much like a delivery based model and sign up for all these different things and figure out you think you think that's gonna stop um i don't know i mean here's the thing is like right now like honestly you look at illinois california new york all those places food can still do food delivery though oh they can yeah okay so that's a huge part of it if you can still do food delivery then some of those people still have jobs yeah someone has to make it and somebody has to take because what the the only other option is send everyone out to the grocery store 
And obviously some people have mobility issues. They can't do that. Some people like just physically can't leave their house. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was just like, we, are we just going to have riots out of, you know, Kroger and Whole Foods? Well, it's been good because then some of those businesses that can't have, you know, in-service dining, they're, you know, letting some of their servers be delivery drivers now. And so now like that no. person who would have been unemployed now has a job now, you know, has something that's stable that they can depend on. And I think that's big. <laughs> you think, um, you think Trump is going to be cutting us checks? Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, honestly, I think that's a. If I he mean, does, if what what I'm reading like up to twelve hundred dollars, yeah, that'll be like the most money I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, this could be great for me. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I can make that fucking, last for people, months. Bring it on, COVID people. People living in Indianapolis, I feel like it's a it's a big difference between someone who lives in like New York or Seattle or or dude. You know, 2020 is about to be, I'm about to be in my financial prime. Just balling. <laughs> All it took was an apocalypse. And now Zane Zane's on top. I'm going to apply for unemployment. I'm going to cash in those Donald Trump checks. He's going to run for office. Right. <laughs> Tricky dick fun dollars. So I'm old enough. I remember when George Bush sent out the stimulus package. We just all got like, I was like in the middle of the summer. We just all got $300 out of nowhere. Wait, George W. Bush? Yeah. When was that? Was this after the that financial was crisis? Obama. It was Barack so Obama. <laughs> I think Bush did it too. No, no, that wasn't. Was... First of all, why don't you want... stop yelling, producer? Where you're off mic? Why don't you get to googling and hey, give so, me some facts? So here's my mic. Uh, in 2008, Barack Obama is <laughs> the one you. that you're thinking about right now. Well, Obama slightly didn't, different. Obama didn't um, actually take oath until 2009, right? Because the election was. In oh, the... I don't know. Bridget had all the facts a minute ago. Maybe she just has to steal trap. Uh, keep drinking there. Because Obama, Obama won the election in <laughs> yeah. November of 08. But I think he's right. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. We just Googled it. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, we can't hear you, Chris King. Did you say Dyke was right? Yeah, and just Googled yeah. it with facts? No, you can't. And I'm right. Yeah, but well, no, no, I think that. So it was the economy in 2008, but I do think it was Barack Obama who was the one, like, right after he took office, that was one of the first things that he did. He administered yeah. Can, can we put the facts on the yeah, big screen yeah, for yeah. us all to look at together? Barack Obama administered it. It was reduced by a <laughs> see it'd be okay. cool if we had like a whoop there it is sound effect i was still living with my parents back then so i guess is like as pro george bush versus obama that i've ever met i, I didn't say i was really pro george bush i was I stating a fact that this happened i'm just mm-hmm. just dyke is a black republican <laughs> <laughs> He's pro George Bush. It's called log He's had bad experiences also, with other minorities. Was like, I was alive back when George W. Bush did this, but it's like it was 2008. <laughs> I was alive in 2008. Don't you take that away from me? Like way back when I was a child. And all right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna soft transition out of the terrible doom and gloom that's going on in the world, and we're gonna talk about a movie I watched last night. <laughs> It's called The Platform, and it's amazing. It's oh on Netflix God. right now. I could have sworn you were about to say Contagion. <laughs> no. Uh, I, look, if you're going to want, if you want to watch like an end of the world movie, 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys is right up there. It's a good film, but uh, let's talk about The Platform for a second. So yeah, we- let's talk about a movie that none no, of us have no, I saw I, ever seen. Let me tell you this. First of all, I saw it because you recommended it. And second of all, fucking terrible. You think it's terrible? I hated it. Okay, no, so let's no. talk about a movie that <laughs> three out of four of us haven't even seen, and the one that has it, thinks it's terrible. All right. Well, yeah. your, your homework this week is everyone go watch no. the platform on Netflix. <laughs> no, it isn't. And then uh, send me your reviews. That's not true. <laughs> you, 
No, you go talk about what it get. What it get on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, what do you, what do you talk about? I watch no Rotten Tomatoes. I, I watch a movie. I use my brain. You don't that. watch Rotten Tomatoes, motherfucker. You <laughs> reference it. I never, and then watch, you watch, I never watched that show before in my life. You sound like an old man. Like, I don't watch no Rotten Tomatoes. I just watch movies. Let me tell you what's good. A prison system based on food. Talk about it, Chef. I like it was a prison system based on food. And it was amazing. <laughs> okay, so it's, you're clearly passionate about this. I don't want to undercut your excitement. What is what is the platform? And then if you about? talk about it, then I never have to watch it. Uh, Which is apparently the move. Yeah, no, I don't know. Please spoil it. Whatever you do, just make sure you include all the spoilers. No, no spoilers. So none, none of us have to watch. Just go it. watch the platform it just dropped. I feel like it's gonna be. I feel like in a week from now, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, that movie's great." Yeah. Like, uh, like, well, Dyke was talking about it a week ago. In a week from now, everybody's gonna be like, "Have you seen Tiger uh, Tiger King?" Yeah. Right? That shit. Yeah. Tiger King. Well, speak on it. Have you seen Have you seen Tiger King? Dyke, have you seen it? Chris, you've seen it. You've I'm I'm on like episode three. Chris finished it. It is the most wild shit I've ever seen. And it's just like Is it a documentary? It's a documentary. It's a docuseries on Netflix. It's about people that have uh basically they have they own private zoos. Okay. And they have a bunch of they're they're called big cat owners. They have tigers, lions, leopards, no leopards, and well, that's a mullet. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Joe Exotic. That's one of the the subjects. I would assume that most people that own, personally own big cats like that are a little crazy. So that's the thing about this documentary. Every single person in it is fucking crazy <laughs> like every single person is the most insane person you've ever met is mike Tyson and they're all it's like okay it's like he might as well it's like an amalgamation of every florida man story <laughs> you've ever heard because it does take place in florida yeah of well mike tyson used to own like a tiger that he yes had on the front yard. yeah yeah Everybody but these is, people yeah. own like, like we've a thousand a like yeah. hundreds of tigers hundreds. And it's like this dude is like Joe Dirt with two husbands. <laughs> yeah. And then he bought a zoo. And and then there's like this crazy chick that might have gotten away with murder. There's this dude that's like a real life Tony Montana. There's a white dude that goes by the name Bagwan and he's running like a cult harem. And he has like all these like Like Wild Country Bagwan? Yeah, uh-huh. but he's a white dude with a mullet, this guy. And <laughs> He goes by Bhagavan Doc uh, something. And it's just a bunch of crazy people that own big cats. And I would highly recommend it. I By the time this comes out, I'm sure most people would have seen it. This it's is, like one of this those. This is going to come out today. Well, it's a very quick turnaround. Yeah. Wow. There's no editing. Yet. There's, yeah. Oh, okay. None of this is yeah. edited. This is just. We're, we're not, we're not, it's raw. Trust me. Ooh, if I, baby, we like it raw. If I edited this podcast, I would take out all of you making fun of me, but we're going to leave it in. It's going to go out today. It would just be Dyke talking about his dumb show. <laughs> the platform, everybody. <laughs> he did say, no, but guys, this is all the content that he had prepared. He was like, I'll probably talk about it for like three fourths of the show. <laughs> I will Check say this. The platform. I will say this, Zane. You did a way better plug for Tiger King than I did. <laughs> you didn't even come prepared. You were like, uh, Tiger King. Oh, no, because it. I got high and watched uh, like three hours of it last night, and I was hooked. I was glued. I I will also say that I feel like 
maybe for the next six months, everyone's um, personal TV reviews are probably a little uh, skewed by coronavirus. You know, it's just like, I got real high and watched this show. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, it's maybe. More, there's more tigers in captivity than there are in the wild because of these. Because of, yes. because of Florida? That's Is insane. That because of Florida. Almost, but yeah, there, there's more of them in captivity. That's the crux of the I world. wish I wish more people would have seen. Because I want to, like, there's so many questions I have about. It's insane. I love it. There's. Murder. Maybe in a couple of months, Murder. once everybody's seen it, you can invite me back and we can talk about Tiger King. Okay. Because I don't want to spoil anything. All right. Is it, so there's some twists and turns? Is that what you're saying? Oh, my God. Every episode. <laughs> there's, like, more plot points in in this whole series. There's, what, like, six, seven episodes? Yeah. There's, yeah. like, more plot points than, like, in the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy. Okay. Like, so let's, you no, know what? he's right. He's right. Absolutely. You've seen it. Well, it wasn't just people walking for nine hours. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I oh. mean, it's tigers walking and uh, just rednecks being crazy. All right. Ooh, ooh. Give it a shot. How are we, how we doing on uh, Uh-oh. How are we doing on the time counter there? 404. Producer. That's not a good I'm number. I'm literally watching it. No. I, I, I just... I just <laughs> I, 29 I, minutes. Are you fucking done already? What? No. Are you already counting down he the clock? Guys, he had Christ. 45 minutes of talking about the show and he had nothing else prepared. I was going to say, why don't we take a break real quick okay. at, at the half hour mark. Oh, um, to talk uh, to talk about our friends at Squarespace? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, Zane, what do you know about the Ridge Wallet? <laughs> the Ridge Wallet is a seamless... Uh, we don't have producers. We don't have ads. I'm just kidding. But Blue Apron. Yeah. <laughs> Blue. Welcome back. Um, I can't. I can't hear my voice in the headset though. It's weird. Do you have sponsors? Here we go. We do. We're sponsored by Anchor. I'll edit that out. Anchor. Anchor is the. Uh, it's our one-stop podcasting. Uh, it's it's it's. Stop ba- trying to take the ad back. <laughs> So anchors how we put the uh, podcast out, and they also start you off by being your first ad. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I just did an ad for Anchor, explaining it to you. Okay, you want to try promoting them without making it seem like you have a gun to your head? (laughs) (laughs) No, because they have they have paid spots. This is not a paid spot. Now I'm just I'm just giving away this gold for free, baby. You hostage for free. Anchor's the captain now. <laughs> uh, we 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 kind of we kind of glossed over it. You started to talk about it, but I asked about your history in the service industry. You said you were bad, but you didn't really get. Oh yeah. Too um, well, I used to work at Don Pablo's. Um, I think that oh, was yeah. my first service job. In store or delivery? Um, in store. This is pre coronavirus, so yeah. this is when people were actually serving tables. Yeah, back when you could just. Uh, were you serving or were you? Yeah, I was serving. F O H. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Front of house, baby. Well, if you were to drop the lingo on us like that, that was the that was the uh, first mistake they made. <laughs> um, I also, I don't know if I'm allowed to even shout them out like that. Sure, you can. You but, can. You, you can rip. You, like uh, restaurants are dead. You can say whatever you want. Actually, to. Don Pablo's is dead. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I was like, exist. I'm. I think this is. 
Yeah. They are gone. But did they, that, ever, did they ever make you stand outside with the... Oh, never mind. This was always... Sorry, I was getting confused. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Don Pablo's doesn't have breadsticks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or, uh, what was Don Pablo's exactly? I, I, I it was just a Mexican restaurant. Was it, was it the one that they were, like, making tortillas in front? That you, like, you could see them making the tortillas from, from scratch? Um, No, but they did have unlimited chips and salsa. <laughs> Okay. And that's what made it hard because it was it was a job where it was a big restaurant. Yeah. Uh, some Don Pablo's even had like multiple floors. Okay. How old were you at this point? Um, I might have been twenty. And we had a full service bar. We had a big ass menu. We had like a lot of it. There were many tables. It was a big restaurant. And then we also had chips and salsa. You and we had free refills. You almost sound like Trump for a second. So what you're we saying had is- many, many tables. So- it was we a had big many, rest- many tables. So what you're we saying was you were overwhelmed, overwhelmed constantly. Love Mexico. Like. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed all the time because people were asking for refills. They were like, oh, <laughs> let me get a sour cream. Hey, let me get some more chips yeah, and salsa. They're, they're the worst. No, but like I don't know. Some I'm just saying some uh some, service some waiting jobs are yeah. easier than others. You just like, wanted to go into work and chill and they were like, Hey, can I get some sour cream? I was like, yeah, they're they're like, Let me get some more sour cream. I'm like, dude, I'm just here to fucking chill, man. <laughs> what How you, what dare you, you asking me for sour cream for? <laughs> and then like people would just devour their chips and salsa, you know, yeah. and I'd be like running chips like five times in you know by 10 minutes. You, I feel like you were in the weeds a lot. Is that what you're telling me? But, uh, I mean, I was on weed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Like Drum the, roll. The sound chips, effect. The chips are just like in like a, a warmer drawer. So you just, had to, you just had to scoop them and then walk them to the table. Yeah, but you forget when you have like a big section, you know, and one, per, no, one I don't, dude's I don't asking. Forget. I've never waited on anyone. That's what? why they keep me in the back. Oh, okay. So you've always been B- BOH. Yeah. That's B-O-H. She's a real BOH, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. The misogyny has started, folks. <laughs> you know, uh, they had, I used to also work at um, Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> Quit bragging. And Hashtag humble brag. And they, they put me BOH. <laughs> and I remember there was a lawsuit. About how they would put like all their cute people like up front. They the cute people were foh. Yeah, and then they like the like the I don't know uggos like, uggos. They the would just like mutants. shove in the stock room, <laughs> and then that lawsuit. It was like a class class action suit, and they came out like years after I already I already left, and I was like, fuck. That's why I was in the stock room. <laughs> They're like, you mean to what? tell me you put your comedian Uber drivers in the back? <laughs> Got him. Messed up. Uh, but yeah, I'm a terrible server. Uh, never hire me. Was um, that was that the only like food service you did? No, I worked at a place called Falafel King. Um, I can't tell if this is a bit. Right no, 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 <laughs> it's not. I and uh, this is back in when I lived in Minneapolis. A place called Falafel King. Shout out Fawad. Uh, <laughs> he is the Falafel King. Okay, and I worked for him. And that was like um, not really, you know, that was like a smaller restaurant, privately owned. They had uh, two locations, but um, yeah, he fired me. But but did and, you feel like you could chill a little more? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. And I think I might have, I think I might have like gotten too comfortable because <laughs> uh, I 
I was lazy. Yeah. And I remember the day he fired you're, me. You're establishing a pattern of that, I think. Yeah, the day he fired me, Fawad told me, he said, uh, you are not cut out for, <laughs> for the restaurant business. <laughs> and then I never worked in a restaurant ever again. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> that's yeah. right. Now, you used to have a bit about delivering beer. Was that just a bit, or did you ever really deliver beer? No, dude, my comedy is truth. Yeah. <laughs> What are you talking about? How dare you accuse me of lying in my act? You think I just made that shit up? I have no idea. No, I it's did. It's nonfiction always. I worked. Uh, I worked for a brewery. I didn't realize I was just going to be uh, recapping my resume. Yeah. On, on this podcast, I think it's a good time for everyone um, to to revisit their yeah. resume. See it's, see it's, what other skills yeah. you have. It's good to remember the jobs we used to have. No, but that was a that was a chill job. That was like a job where I could just kind of, you know, let loose, get drunk, drive around. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did it. I did not get drunk, but, um, people are like, I'm um, sir, this growler is open. <laughs> <laughs> a little something for the captain. <laughs> that was a chill job. I took my um, cut off the top. The only thing is like when you drive a beer truck, it's hard. Cause it's hard to like not crash into things yeah. when you're drunk. <laughs> That was a joke. I was not drinking. I don't want to say anything incriminating. Um, but no, like was I hit like a couple a, of telephone poles and so they had to cut me loose. Was it like a straight truck? Like a big? Sorry, it was just sorry, like a work many, van. How many, tele- okay. yeah. how many poles did you hit? Uh, th- so two telephone poles and one uh, column in a parking garage. So I, yeah, I dinged, a, I dinged it up. I, was it? Was it like a semi-sized truck or no? It was just like a work it was like van, a, like a short bus. Like think like a like a pedophile van, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but instead of children. You in know it, what? When it I look at you, barrels. that is what comes to mind. <laughs> and and now you're still you can drive for Uber. Did did you not have to submit some sort of a driving record when when Uber hired you? Uh no. I mean, I think Jesus. we're I think we're way past that. Okay. Hmm. That's really con- I'm very concerned. Trust me, I am too, and you all should be. Mike was on his phone for a lot of that. Uh, so Chris just pulled up on the screen uh, p- images of pedophile vans. I like the Hannah you Montana Googled, concert shuttle. Wait, wait, Chris, can you roll up? Okay, so you spell. Look how you spelled pedophile. <laughs> Spelled incorrectly, and yet so much came up because I only assume that. Uh, For the folks at home, uh, our fill-in producer today. It's an A, bud. Just he spelled pedophile P E D E, and then file like F I L E. That's like a file that like. Takes care of your foot, right? <laughs> no, that's a pet eye file. Sorry. Oh, I used to have that, man. <laughs> oh, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> when I was a young man. Oh, my God. Now no, Zane, I understand what you mean. It's like sometimes, like, as a chef, I'll go and I'll touch tables and I'll be like, hey, like, can I get you guys anything else? Like, how's your food? You know, how's everything going? Just to check in and just because... It's like if I come out and then they're like, they let you cook back there. I'm like, yep, I'm in charge. <laughs> I, just, I just like to rub it in people's faces, but they'll Jesus. be like, they'll be like, oh yeah, actually, I could go for another beer, and I'll be like, I'll go get your server. Yeah, it's like I that's not my job. 
Are people surprised to find out that you're like running shit back in the kitchen? Who yeah. runs? Like a, a mm-hmm. like a young woman. Yeah. yeah. See, everything sounds sexist oh, when you say so it without loud. No, I mean, no. no I, you said it much more politely than I did last week. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I, I think people are, but it's it's funny because I'll sometimes sit in the kitchen and I'll see people come in and they'll be like delivery drivers and they'll they'll do a lap or two and they'll talk to a couple people and. And they'll come over and be like, um, I'm looking for the chef. I'm the only one in a chef jacket. Yeah. I, it literally says my name on it. Like, who? And I'll be like, yeah, that's me. And they'll be like, no, like, whoever needs to sign for this. Like, like I don't want to talk to the manager at the Hot Topic. I need to talk to the chef. Yeah. Right now. Thank you. Are you saying Bridget looks like a man- uh, Hot Topic manager? It was implied, sir. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm- I don't know. I... I'm more offended by that than the lady chef. I'd at least, I'd say like floor manager at Spencer's game. <laughs> like, hot topic. I mean, you, you don't have any like goth vibes. That's true. Yeah. I actually just, just, oh, wow. Oh, speaking of goth vibes. Oh my. <laughs> I mean, is... I mean, I could never be the manager at, at like, let's say Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> I would still be back. At the you, house. you would be front of house. You, they would put you in the front. Oh, then, you flatter you. <laughs> Only the real uggos go in the back. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, that's when I knew like I'm not cut out to be a server because I, I also because I'm in the back. It's like my I've made hostesses cry just just from like being sarcastic and they're like then they're 14 and they're like, oh, I'm not I cry. But it's like I, I'm not cut out to talk to other human beings is what I've discovered. Yeah, I've just and you kind of well. need to- uh, about me. <laughs> you kind of need to be able to do that mm-hmm. when you're serving. And my face sometimes like reveals more. Like I'll make a face and be like, "Oh, that was everyone saw that. Like that was obvious that I hate." You're you. transparent. Yeah. yeah, you're an honest person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like That's- the, the other night she was just going around and she was just like, like, uh, like. Just making fun of everything in my house. She was like, I don't know. Slash nothing in his house. He has a <laughs> rape house. There's no furniture. I like to call it a podcast house, but you know. I mean, you have your house is uh, furnished minus the like living room. Minus <laughs> minus the room when you first walk in. It's just a bicycle. My and, my house looks like one of those and a waffle maker. My house looks like one of like those Nevada houses that like they would test bombs in. You know, <laughs> it's like you walk wait what from the outside it looks like a house, but you walk in and yeah, there's just like a bike, a couch, and a waffle maker. You're like <laughs> no, they're just they're just dropping nukes on this town. <laughs> it's not a real house. Last week I thought you had a really good. You were like, it's the home that you go to cheat on your wife. Like the bedroom is furnished. Yeah, yeah. You could make her a waffle in the living room if she wanted. Which I always do. And then you're like, get out. Do you want a hot sauce container of soap? <laughs> I should, pr- you know what? I think in this, in these troubled times, I should start a business where I just make waffles for um, affected side pieces, Jesus you know? Christ. Just like, it's got to be hard. There's a lot of side pieces. Just lost. Side, chicken side. side chicken and waffles. Side chicken and waffles. Side chicken and waffles. You got a man's that you uh, are sneaking around on? Preach. Come down down to side chicken and waffles. <laughs> we'll feed you. I like this bit. That's your yeah. that, That's your tagline. We'll yeah. feed you. We'll feed you. We'll feed you. Yeah, turkey. <laughs> no, nobody likes that. <laughs> no one likes that. I'm never producing again. I don't, I'm, 
I hate it all. I hate hate everything that's happening. There's no, you don't have to let it happen. You can say lots of stuff. You got the microphone. This is true. This is true. I do have the microphone. You can't, you really, you can't say things like that. You said side pieces and bitches. You gonna let him talk like that? Well, you, side you piece. You called me a bitch three times today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I wasn't recording. Side, is side it, do you piece feel threatened is, because I've taken your job? Yes. <laughs> side piece is androgynous. Yeah. It could yeah. be both. Uh, I think side know. bitch is androgynous, too. Yeah, because a dude, a dude can be a bitch. Yeah, yeah right? absolutely. You know what? I found that dudes are bitches more than women. Yeah, exactly. I know can't way, argue more, with that. way more bitchy men than I do <laughs> way more, women. Yeah. Way more. Especially in these times where you're you're sick. You're not sick. <laughs> You're whiny and lazy. <laughs> it's called the man, the fucking man flu. It's not goddamn coronavirus, oh asshole. Oh my god! It just takes a couple drinks to get Jesus her going just every time. That's why she's. That's why she's such a good co-host. So Bridget said that coronavirus <laughs> is the man flu. Is yeah, that, that's her official take on it, right? Yeah, she yeah. said. She also if, said if, if you. I, I think it only affects women. If you're a female, then you are actually sick, because otherwise you'd be working. If you're a man, you just are like, oh, I'm, I mean, I'm at home by myself, and now I'm lonely and and lazy. I mean, like, women generally are more resilient than men. I mean, you know, y'all, like, birth humans. Yeah. I mean, not me, not me specifically, but some of them do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> this is good content, guys. <laughs> I like all the blank here. <laughs> Zane was like, I really, I fought to come up with that, that positive for you. And then you didn't run with it. I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. There was, there was no yes. And <laughs> I was like, I mean, I, I, I don't specifically, but yeah. Um, it's hard to yes. And, uh, feminism, right? <laughs> You're like, yes. And, but like, have you talked to a man recently? Cause like, we also have struggles. <laughs> well, that, that's what I thought was interesting because like before you were a comic, you were like a pretty staunch men's right activist. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, we're digging deep into my past now. Yeah, I had that Richard Spencer haircut. Uh, I ran an incel message board on Reddit. Yeah, men's rights, baby. You're like sometimes we do get m- fucked over in the divorce. Am I right, guys? Am I right? What's this alimony about? Am I right? I mean, that's what happens when you've been divorced five times, and uh, you know my kids don't even want to see me anymore. So, like, obviously, I'm gonna be a little resent resentful have you guys heard about this uh, he's like i got rules? i got the heard? house and i got all my money but she took the fucking kids can you believe that bullshit well it's okay because i only had daughters so <laughs> i don't need to see them anymore i don't need any more women in my life <laughs> wow okay. Okay. you're allowed to talk you i just i, I the microphone. i'm just kidding i don't have any kids <laughs> and if they were daughters i would have sold them I am a virgin. Yeah. he would have he, he would have thrown them off the top of a building <laughs> Sharia law, baby. Is that Sharia law? I don't know. I'm just guessing here. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it might be an interpretation of it. Tuesdays at 8. Tune in to Sharia law. I just want to get the show going on. I saw, I I can't take credit for this, but I saw like a tweet um, about how now, you know, we have like 0% interest rates on student loans. They froze student loans, so Mm -hmm. no interest. People are like covering up head to toe. Um, what else? They're like staying at home. And it was basically like, wow, I feel like I'm Muslim. That was the tweet. Um, 
I think it. I think it was delivered better in the tweet. Yeah, I, I was like, do Muslims that. not have to pay their student loans? <laughs> well, uh, in Islamic banking, uh, interest is um, not halal. So there's <laughs> you don't you don't accrue interest on any kind of loan. Okay. In Islamic right. banking, don't come up in my house and drop accrue. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I couldn't think of any other way to say it. He's like, I couldn't. You dumb, don't, I couldn't dumb it down anymore <laughs> for you, Dyke. You don't build up interest. Oh, wow! Back of the house looking nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what my Abercrombie and Fitch manager said to me. That's, that's, what, that's what he called me. His name tag said that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> What's your dog's name again? Uh, Tiny Boy. Chill out, Time Boy. Tiny boy. Oh, oh, dude, you should consider renaming him Time Boy. Time Boy. <laughs> hey, Time Boy. He's a time travel dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his original name was Cody, but okay. I don't think he likes that. Oh, his government name. Yeah, yeah. he's he's too black for that. Cody. He's black and brown. <laughs> he doesn't like that <laughs> at all. But uh, yeah, we had a, we had a, so we had Brett Terhune, uh-huh. which, you know, one of the biggest comics in the city. Yeah, very funny guy had him on the podcast had to stop the podcast in the middle because my dog was just chewing the side of that and i was like he's gonna keep doing that till that thing falls down and i just had to be like excuse me brent can you can you uh we have to take a pause here can you stop can you lift that up so that my dog can get his his rubber ball you're like time boy stop chewing (laughs) now's not the time boy <laughs> He's very cute, though. If, if you saw the the promotion for Harder Brunch last week, Cody was was the star of it. Oh, Jesus also. Christ! <laughs> That's not hard to do. I feel like <laughs> be the star of Harder Brunch. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about the food at all. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, and I was, so ten minutes left. By the way, nice. So yeah. <laughs> So it was. A, <laughs> I'm stuck. Basically, so so Dyke went for like comfort food this week because we all know that like everyone's feeling a little discomfort, everyone's feeling a little confused, and yes. so he definitely wanted to to put people at ease, have something really comforting. Yep, and he like sprinkled some Xanax into it with a batter. I'm feeling very relaxed. Yeah, I am too. I'm. No, f- I'm no f- as as Chris King said last week, uh, I will not be drugged in this home. <laughs> so. Which which I appreciate. I keep telling her that's how you know it's true. Yeah, that, 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 that's how you know I'm safe. Is he was like, I promise to never put a pill in your drink. And I was like, I you know a bunch of drugs and Zane shit though. I was yeah. like, this is the safest I've ever felt at at a bar. So it's like <laughs> perfect. So Dyke, what did you make today? A habitual bus thrower. This one. <laughs> Uh yeah, so I did uh I did uh one of the classics um chorizo biscuits and gravy with like a uh deep fried biscuit. Why are you looking at me? I already which, know this. Which which he was he I mean he was sharing with us. I had I of, ate this shit. He, it was great. It was great. He did very, very humbly say that he is the sole reason that people eat brunch in Irvington. <laughs> like, Yo, I invented brunch. Did I tell you guys about that? I've been at brunch. Before I came to Irvington, they were like, what the fuck is brunch? They're like, uh, like, sir, we eat breakfast and then we eat lunch. <laughs> and we I don't was, drink before five. I was like, yo, I got the solution to this. Turn their world upside down. Um, no, no, biscuits, grim is fire. Fried biscuits. 
Yeah, and then um, uh, biscuit waffles, which is a staple of the Heart of Brunch podcast. Yeah. By yeah. the way, first time I've ever uh, I like you introduced me to that. I just discovered biscuit waffles. Yeah, it, it's kind of a mind fuck. It's like, is it chicken and waffles? Is it chicken and biscuits? I don't even know. It's delicious. I it's love everything. it. And then uh, I went to. <laughs> Uh, I went to a, I actually went to I went to a, I went to a brewery in uh, Michigan once, and they did a chicken and waffle, and they had like they had a waffle, they had a breaded uh, chicken breast, and then it was just like covered with like green sweet potatoes, onions, and they did just like some sort of maple syrup and whiskey sauce with it, and I was just like, yeah, what the fuck is this? This is this is chicken and waffles for the rest of my life. So I did some version of that. And so what then, you're saying is you're not creative at all. You stole that entire recipe. I steal everything, Bridget. Okay. Heard that. Uh, <laughs> hey, good artists borrow, great artists steal. Yeah. But you you put your stank on it, you know. You always put your... Appetizing. I always used to... <laughs> yeah. And that's why Dyke Michaels shits in his food. <laughs> Uh, he farts on his he waffles. He doesn't clean his genitals. So he farts on his <laughs> yeah. waffles. Oh, this is a, that's a callback to a thing that you made he up. Seasons, <laughs> he seasons his chicken with uh, scrotum juice and pubes. Okay. Right. I, so I don't know. Dyke, what else did you make today? I don't know why y'all think I'm that nigga to steal on on this show. <laughs> I don't know what um, but we I all- just said scrotum juice and I just like to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, um, I feel like I'm owed a lot of apologies. <laughs> Oh, no, he's um, not apologizing to you. He's apologizing to the listeners for saying scrotum juice. Uh, but yeah. then uh, the folks at home, I'm sorry. Uh, Br- uh, Bridget also made uh, wonderful um, breakfast burritos. Breakfast burritos. Yeah. Yep. Where did you get that uh, sausage from? Smoking Goose. Yeah. So, so Smoking Goose is doing a really cool deal where you can go and fill a box for fifty dollars of some of their like really. Fun- I mean, they have so much stuff in their freezer section that is amazing. And so Dyke got all this really like amazing like meats and sausages. You know, it's like, please go do this. Cause like they were fire. Where is Smoking Goose? Uh, it was downtown. It's right across from where <gasps> Flat 12 used to be. Okay, downtown where? Right across Indianapolis. Okay. <laughs> you, you don't want to be presumptuous. I yeah, mean, you're, you right, you're right. I got you. Inter- it, international the one, following. The one on Delaware? Yes. Okay. Okay. So okay. it's on Delaware. It's next to the coal ship. Yeah. So for Dyke's listeners that are nope. uh, outside not, of Indiana... Not, it's on Dorman. That are outside it's of the United Delaware, States. Well, there's, there's one on Delaware. It's on, yeah, but the, the smokehouse is on Dorman. So, so when I said on Delaware and you're like, yep, that was a lie. It was a lie. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I was shaking yes with my head, but my brain was saying no. Guys, this has been great. Zane Zadie, <laughs> uh, where, where can we find you online, social media? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, IG, uh, at... Z-A-I-N-Z-A-A-D-D-Y. That's Zane Zaddy. Um, and then on Twitter, I am Shut Up Zane Zaddy. And that's it. Bridget, where can we find you online? On this podcast. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Don't look for her at all outside. But of also place. after all this, come to BrewDog Indianapolis. When the world starts spinning again, please go to BrewDog. Um, but like right now, buy local. Go to places like Smoking Goose. Uh, Chris Kincaid made a delicious uh, mezcal um, 
margarita today. So it's like, yes. you know, buy, go to your local breweries, go to your local restaurants, get carry out where you can. If a restaurant turns into a market, get, you know, produce from them if you can. Go to distilleries, buy local where you are. Go to Don Pablo's. <laughs> <laughs> They're shut down and they might even have like remnants from the past in their walk in. Like you can just go in there and take shit from their freezer. If you see like a sweaty server running around looking like he was just trying to chill. But now he's dropping off too many chips. Like, tip him a little bit extra. These are trying times. Yeah. Or if you recognize me as your server at Don Pablo's 10 years ago, <laughs> feel free to tip me like out on the street. Because uh, that job ruined me. <laughs> Guys, follow Heart of Brunch on all social media. At Heart of Brunch on Twitter, Instagram. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Uh Again, we're going to put out an after brunch a little bit later. Uh, appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Hello. <laughs>